Welcome to Comic Talkers. My name is Brandon. I'm William. I'm Sierra. And today we are actually joined by a special guest today. Um, um, he is an artist. You actually might see his work on our logo because he's the guy who did our logo. Um, Mr. Darren Soto. Darren, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Good, good. So we all know why we're here, but our audience doesn't really know why we're here. So Sierra, why don't you tell us why we're here? We are going to be doing the fights of Robins. Interesting. Okay. So we're actually going to be discussing which four Robins. I'm kind of curious. Like, what four Robins are we discussing about? Answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) My mind just went. (laughs) We'll be talking about Dick Grayson. Which is going to be defended by Mr. Willie Me. Owens, Jason Todd, aka Red Hood, aka the best Robin. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, defended nice. by myself. Um, Dick Grayson is also known as Nightwing. Sorry about that. Darren will be defending Tim Drake, aka the third Robin, aka the winner. Red Robin. <laughs> <laughs> winner. <laughs> So I have to ask you, which Robin, what, what alter, like, do you like Red Robin or Red Wing Robin more? I have to ask you, Darren. I like Red Robin. Uh, I like the cow. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I really like the design of the first uh, Red Robin suit. <laughs> and Sierra is going to be defending the newest or the more current Robin, Damian Wayne. Um. This is strictly our opinions on our characters. We're going to be putting up a poll on our Instagram page. You can follow us on at Comic Talkers. Um, we'll be putting a poll on who you guys feel is the best Robin, and we will release it during our next fight, which I believe is going to be Deadpool versus Wolverine. Yep. Um, so just to kind of give you a rundown. We're going to kind of do a Deadliest Warrior style of of a fight here we're going to talk about basic general information about our characters um mainly for this one you know their time as robin and how they changed into their alter egos sarah's got the easiest one because it's just damian wayne right now you know (laughs) okay robin you know what was it willie's got like four different alter egos he has to cover (laughs) oh boy grayson you got the Batman that took over after Bruce Wayne did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a lot. <laughs> Me, it's just Jason Todd or Red Hood or the killer Batman in some ways. <laughs> and Darren is Red Robin. Um, I don't think, has he? Or Batman Beyond, too. He was Batman Beyond yep. for a point of time. Batman Beyond, uh, Batman for a brief second. Uh red robin and then that weird run where they just tried to call him drake and uh yeah nobody liked that series (laughs) that was a terrible series like i i hate to say it's like even the one they did with grayson like that like how he was just yeah i didn't care for it i don't know why i read them all and i was just like there's more you could do with this like come on it doesn't even seem like a bat family move like bruce would have taught them don't use your real name in anything yeah the next one we're gonna get is kent we're gonna get <laughs> <Clark> kent. 
this is just a universe where we just go by last names and that's our superhero name. <laughs> um, so we're again we're going to do basic information um, we're going to go we chose up to five weapons that these people could use in this fight um, anything over five is not allowed um, we can also use skill sets so any types of martial arts if they're acrobats which i know willie's got that to his advantage i kind of do but they retcon that a lot too or Oh, they were once acrobatics and now they're dread addicts, you know. Come on. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, and I know Tim Drake is an acrobat too. And Damian Wayne is just a, a spider monkey wherever he goes. Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we'll go over a famous fight of theirs to kind of give you a rundown. Um, it does not matter if they won the fight or lost the fight. It just matters if they really showed their skill sets. Um, what was it? It looks better if we can do if they win, but I know some fights, they still put up a good fight and they lose. Um, and then we'll kind of do a brief discussion near the end with everybody on why our Robin is the best or, you know, why we feel each Robin we're defending is going to win. Um, and then again, like we said, we're going to put it up on Instagram let you guys decide let the fans decide who wins and we'll release it during our next fight um so without further ado we're going to go ahead and jump into the basic information or history of our character so willie we're going to go ahead and start with you being the first robin tell us a little bit about okay. dick grayson okay so dick grayson obviously uh he being the first one, every, almost everybody knows who Dick Grayson is, but he does have a pretty interesting start to his story. Um, he started as an acrobat member of the Flying Graysons, and uh, after his family had been murdered, he was left all alone and got taken in by Bruce Wayne, Batman, uh, and was had started getting shown the ropes as... Uh, Robin and while he was going through the training process with Batman he got taught multiple different forms of martial arts he got taught fencing he got uh, taught detective work in criminology uh, as he started getting older he started to grow into his own and started learning some leadership skills being a member of the teen titans uh leading that group uh as he got older he started to develop his skills more and uh during an incident uh, he had to take over the position of batman himself uh showed his skills there being a good replacement seeing being somebody who is on the same sort of level as batman himself and after that, uh, he managed to take his own position as Nightwing, showing his skills there, also developing more forms of martial arts and uh, weapon prowess. And he's definitely grown into his skin. Uh, he's shown a lot of power with like where he came from and ending up where he is. All right. So I'll go ahead and I'll jump into mine. Um, 
Red Hood, a.k.a. the second Robin, a.k.a. Jason Peter Todd, was first introduced in 1983. Um, I feel like you hated that middle name. <laughs> hey, he's got three first names as his full name, so you know why it works. <laughs> 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 Jason Peter Todd. Which one are you calling? <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Or I imagine if he was in class, he had a Peter and a Todd in the class. Jason Peter Todd. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, again, he was the second Robin took on. Batman took him underneath his wing at the age of 12. Um, His mom passed away due to drug overdose. I know that story is always retconned on what it is, if it's an overdose or murder or Sometimes it always changes. His dad was a crook that used to work for actually Two-Face was actually a pretty big name that he worked under. Um, But he never returned to his family after serving his time. What was really quick, though, is that how Dick Grayson was trained in so many, you know, could be years. Jason was only trained in six months. But the difference is between him is he's very impulsive, reckless and full of rage. This guy has no story. So pretty much the most famous story of his whole origin is a death in the family. So a lot of people realize, and I will even say this too, Jason Todd is not the best Robin. He is not. He's pretty much a spitting image when he was first introduced to Dick Grayson. Pretty much straight up, you know, pretty much you guys don't know. The story goes that supposedly Jason found his biological mother and was in the Middle East. Um, he was already suspended for being Robin for actually almost killing a, or I, either he almost killed or he actually did kill a criminal by, it was an accident, but still it led to, you know, an accidental death pretty much. Um, so he did it without Batman knowing they ended up actually showing up at the same airport supposedly and saw each other. And so they agreed to work with each other They, you know, Batman will help find Jason's mom while Batman's also there to follow the lead of Joker. Um, They lead to a warehouse and Jason finds his mom's there, but Joker's also there and he beats the crap out of him with a crowbar. Pretty much knocks him senseless, plants a bomb inside that warehouse and leaves and his mom's tied up too, along with him being knocked out senseless on the ground. He finally gains consciousness, comes back, you know, tries to help untie his mom. But by that time, it's too late. The bomb detonates. Both of them are in there. Both die. Um, Batman is, Jason Todd is considered to be, you know, Batman's biggest failure. Is that he felt like he couldn't, you know, he couldn't save him, you know. But then, you know, we have this dum-dum by the name of Superboy Prime. Who decided to go, hey, I'm going to punch reality today. Brought Jason Todd back to life by doing that. Um, Talia Al Ghul comes to find out, which I actually do like that little retcon that she actually helped him more than Superboy Prime did. Um, and when and he's suffering through amnesia, so he can't remember anything. And pretty much she puts him in the Lazarus pit and he gains all his memories back. And he realizes that Joker is the one that killed him. Now, Talia, of course, 
likes to throw that little thing in there saying, hey, Bruce didn't actually avenge your death. Joker's still alive. So he pretty much is like convinced to go and take down Batman. Same time, take down Joker. He has a lot of resentment for Batman for not going and killing him. So how does he first do this? Well, he shows up in Hush. Now a lot of people don't realize it, it's that's kind of a weird story too, with the fact that Jason Todd does show up, or what supposedly is him, and he kidnaps Tim Drake, and pretty much like holds him against his will. Um, come to find out that that was just Clayface, but then I think there was a retcon in the Under the Red Hood story where it actually was. He had something to do with it. He worked with Hush on that um, pretty much. And then you get Under the Red Hood, which pretty much is his first full origin story as Red Hood. And, you know, you have, you know, him coming in, taking over most of the gangs of Gotham City, pretty much makes Black Lives, or or not Black Lives, Black Mask. Sorry about that. Um, Black Mask's life miserable. Um, and along with that, he pretty much um, takes up, like, he has all these gains demise underneath him. So it's like his whole plan is coming finally to, you know, to accordance. But then he takes over, he goes to Batman and starts fighting him. And to me, that's one of his most powerful scenes. Like, he looks at Batman and goes, why couldn't you just kill him? I'm not asking you to kill anybody else. I'm asking you to kill him. And Batman, to me, this is one of the most powerful scenes with them. And it just really shows you. And with his fight with Batman, it really shows you how trained Jason Todd has now become. And that in some ways he can actually oversee the master. So that's a little background on Mr. Jason Todd. I have a feeling that's what people are going to what people are going to take away most from this episode is like he made black lives miserable. Yeah, don't. That's I didn't try to do this. that. I was, I was trying well, to tongue be... twister, tongue yeah. twister. It was, it was sad, but it happened. Sorry, sorry to the audience. I wasn't trying to mean it that way. Okay, Mr. Darren, let's jump to you, <laughs> Tim Drake. All right. So, uh, one of the biggest differences between uh, Tim Drake. And uh, the prior Robins, you know, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd and even and even Damien is that he didn't suffer a tragedy before he became Robin. You know, depending on what what origin story you're going off of, to me, the new 52 is kind of like not a thing. So <laughs> I think that was to a lot of people that people just didn't <laughs> care for it. It. it, it... <laughs> But one of the things that like is really interesting about Tim Drake is that like even though he wasn't Robin, like even though he was the third Robin, he was there for the origin of the first. Right. So he was actually at the Flying Grayson's uh, perform uh, routine where everything happened. So he saw, you know, uh, Dick Grayson's parents, you know, meet their tragic fate. He was there when everything happened. So as time went by, you know, Batman became bigger. People started knowing about him. Same with uh, with Robin and he became a fan. 
And something that shows to his, his genius is that he figured out who Robin was based off of the acrobatics that Robin was performing. So he figured out Dick Grayson was Dick Grayson because he did like the quadruple somersault or something that only the Graysons did. Right. So with him learning who uh, Dick Grayson was, it led him to learn who Batman was. And he was, and he was always a fan. So, but then when uh, the tragedy of Jason Todd happened and Nightwing leaving Batman, he noticed that Batman was becoming more aggressive and more unchained and stuff like that. So he actually contacted Dick Grayson, met with Alfred and was like, hey, he, Batman needs a Robin. So with that, you know, he was trying to plead with uh, Dick Grayson and be like, hey, you need to become Robin again because you know, Bruce Wayne is destroying himself. He's not the Batman that he's supposed to be. He needs a Robin. So Alfred and uh, and Dick Grayson were like, you know, you're right. So he puts on his Nightwing uh, costume and then he, then Alfred hands uh, Tim Drake the Robin costume saying that you should be the next one. So they go, they help, uh, they help Batman with his, uh, I believe he was going up against Two-Face at the time helps him with that and then Batman was very not sure if he should do this again considering what just happened to Jason but he saw potential in Tim to be the hero that he wants to be but he said that in my one condition is that I'm going to have to train you mentally and physically for this because I don't want uh what happened to Jason to happen to you Right. And I think that's like we said too, like with mine, how the difference of training between Dick and Jason was, and it really showed you how quick Jason like went into battle because right. Bruce thought it was good for him because it would at least do that for Tim. He's like, yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. You're going to be doing this. And he's, he specifically trained Tim to be more, to be stealthier uh, than, uh, than Jason and stealthier than Dick because he needed that, wanted him to be safer, even gave him more of a ranged combat training. Mm -hmm. And like, that's something that differentiates him from the rest because, well, minus, you know, Damien, cause he was raised by ninjas. But like the other two is that he was trained more in a stealth type of way and defensive art rather than like, even though he knows the other, com uh, the other martial arts, just like the rest, it's just, he was focused more in that from Batman's training, but then he goes on to be trained by other people. Right. All right. All right, Sierra. Tell us a little bit about Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. He's an interesting character. <laughs> um, Damian's Wayne. How is he world. so interesting? <laughs> well, he's interesting because he was he was pretty much raised in a I'm so gonna book to this. Um, gestational gestation and laboratory. Mm. Gestational lab laboratory. Laboratory. Yeah. I may be <laughs> pronouncing it wrong, so I am sorry. Um, but he was raised by his mother um, for most of his life until he was 10. So, okay, not most of his life. 
but um, to the point where he got to 10 years, then that's when she let him go off with his father, which he did not know about him at that point in time. Um, so quick, before you continue, can you tell the audience who his mother is? Yes, his mother's name is, again, I'm sorry if I butcher this, um, Talia or Talia, Talia. Um, Al-Ghul. Al-Ghul, yeah. And yeah. his grandfather is Raz Al-Ghul, which is Batman's villain. And I have to praise you, you said it correctly. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Praise <laughs> Raz. That was it. It's Raz. I was so scared. I was like, oh, I hope we don't butcher it. Um, but not only was he raised by his mother and his grandfather, he was raised by um, assassins, <laughs> um, which is known by the League of Assassins. And that's where he um, got his martial arts by, and that's where he got all of his skills from, was mostly from them too. Not a very healthy environment to raise children. No. Especially two supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to give you to Batman now. Like, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, he wasn't born, like, he wasn't conceived the normal way when, you know, it was um, an artificial womb. He was as bastard a bastard right. child could be. But I know, too, that's also, isn't there a retcon, too, on that? Where one minute it is that, then actually it was a baby that supposedly Talia tricked. Like, oh, he, she died, or he died in the womb. And then really, in reality, he didn't. I thought there's a retcon with that now, too. Because I know that happened originally, and then they changed it to, it was the baby that they supposedly conceived. Uh, or, or what was it made back in the 80s when Neil Adams wrote it or what was there Drew I, I swear that was I know that was something and then they and then they ended up being they had Damien on that and she did it because he didn't want to hold hit Bruce back I guess because she could have not stop Bruce from being Batman so she let him go without saying anything I don't know but I know there's some that are the artificial wound, and I know there's some where it's straight up a miscarriage or a faked miscarriage the whole time. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our weapon slash skill set. Um, Willie, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Okay. So tell us what All right. five weapons did you so so his most notable ones that he uses, it actually goes along with his uh, his most predominant fighting style is he uses scrima sticks. And that goes well along with his scrimado fighting technique is that form of martial arts. Um, it's by far one of the most like predominant ones he uses and it shows a lot of skill because it does... Like the whole combat style is revolved around those two simple sticks. Okay. And the way he uses them, he's kind of modified them to where they 
fused together to become a bow staff. They're also like contain his, there's been some adaptations where those stats will actually contain like smoke bombs or little throwing daggers as well that he uses, but yeah, they're very interesting weapons that he uses to, and he adapts with his fighting style. And he's also, I don't know if I can include more martial arts, but he's also a man. Hundred other forms of martial arts, like nin uh, ninja, taekwondo, Western wrestling, and boxing, and all that stuff. Um, but then, aside from the combat styles, my net cut out. Yeah, you're cutting out, but sorry about that. Um, what was it? If you can go ahead and repeat that, well, so we can. What was it? Because we kind of you kind of start freezing right when you said. I'm not sure if I can mention any more combat. Combat is open. Anybody can put as Hold many on. combat Hold moves on. as want. Okay. So so yeah. So as I was trying to say, uh, he's very proficient in jujitsu, taekwondo, karate, uh, bokembo, bojitsu, uh, jujitsu, ninjitsu. Uh, Western wrestling and boxing, very skilled in all of those. So when it comes to combat abilities, he's definitely has all that down. And then also he's proficient with uh, a vast majority of weapons training with like, obviously his, his scrimmage sticks and his staff, but he also has training with fencing, with swords, uh, daggers, uh, pretty much a wild, wide variety of weapons when it comes to that too uh, aside from his combat abilities he does have his criminology background he has his uh, investigation and uh, his investigation skills and his sort of like crime detection sort of abilities where he is able to spot things that the normal people don't that he picked up from Batman uh, and another fun fact is something that goes well with all of these abilities. He's, he's actually very bilingual. He knows, uh, I had it on my list, but he knows like several different form, several different, several different languages uh, to include Spanish, Russian, Mandarin, Cantonese, uh, French, Italian, Persian, and even alien language of Tamarian. So he does have that wide variety so he can listen in on conversations, get information that most people wouldn't be able to. So all of those play really well together whenever he find, finds himself in like combat situations. So he can like hear things that most people wouldn't know. He could see things that most people wouldn't know. And he has a wide variety to be able to fight different forms that he can adapt with his fighting styles okay so let's go ahead and then and jump right into jason todd's weapon so um really i've chose four different weapons but really it's technically five um so my first weapon of choice i chose combat knife um combat knife i'm sorry it is probably one of the sharpest blades. I'm sorry, one of you ever heard one of Bratman's lines breaking? 
because of a nice slice into that with a knife. Guy's specifically trained that way, and he can cut through pretty much one of his grappling cooks like nothing. He pretty much just gave one good slice, bam, done. Um, this guy's very proficient. Jason Todd's very proficient with a combat knife. Of course, wouldn't be Red Hood without dual pistols on him. Um, mainly, we talk about, I mean, sorry about that. It's pretty much like a, it's like a semi-automatic pistol. Um, he's mostly used. Um, they're twins. Um, pretty much he can do a quick rate fire with it all. Um, he's very good with explosives. Um, crying out loud. Um, one of the things I love from the cartoon movie is that his helmet is pretty much a bomb. So if he could throw his helmet down like he did at Batman and it could explode. It, he's that proficient with it. But also one of the other weapons, and a lot of people would think this is as a joke, it's a taser. This sucker has a high voltage taser and it can pretty much is really good with short range weapons, but it can give you a fatal shot if used properly. Um, going into his skill sets a little bit, um, of course, other than being a good acrobat in some way, or he's not as good as Dick, but he is somewhat of an acrobat. Um, and with this ruthless aggression, yes, I just said it, John Cena, it's ruthless aggression. Um, pretty much. What he, yeah. Um, some of his forms, uh, that he's mastered in martial arts is a keto. I know I'm going to butcher this one. Caparia. I'm sorry if I'm saying that really wrong. Capuera. Thank you. Karate, ninjutsu, savate, krav maga, kickboxing, taekwondo, and the list goes on. This guy pretty much went into how can I beat my master and pretty much did anything he could. He went all over the world with various masters trying to learn this, but he also, this is how he learned firearms, poisons, um, bomb making there was so much that went into this and he pretty much was preparing for a war this was something that when he came back and he had all these skills he was ready to fight did not matter he knew each way he could do it um so yeah so that is my notes for um his skill sets and his weapons so darren let's jump to you what do you got for mr tim drake uh for tim um it would it would be a crime to not say how great a detective this gentleman is uh known as the second greatest detective in the dc universe under batman which batman himself even said that tim will be greater than him one day so can i pitch in something too and i'm gonna bash willie's choice i think dick grayson even said that dick grayson said that uh, Tim is a better Robin than he ever was and will be a better Batman as well. So uh, something just since you, since you put that out there, uh, something that <laughs> Dick Grayson even did out of, out of respect for Tim Drake is when he became Batman, uh, he let Tim Drake go because he didn't like the idea of having an equal work under him. So... If anything, that just shows to how great a character Dick Grayson is, how humble this man is. Right. But um, as far as like, you know, skill sets, it's his intelligence. You know, the fact that, you know, uh, I have a bunch of notes here. Because, uh, I mean, dude's just incredible. Genius instinct, detective skills, uh, his 
knowledge of biology, engineering, all that, he brought back, he cloned Superboy. You know, the fact that he was able to do something like that shows his intelligence. Uh, he also knows several languages, including Cantonese, Russian, Spanish, German, X, Y, Z, other words. Uh, he was trained in so many like different, uh, different fighting styles. You know, again, Aikido, Kung Fu, Jeet Kune Do, Eskrima, Krav Maga, ta Taekwondo, Judo, list goes on. But he was also trained by Lady Shiva which leads into his bow staff abilities and why like that's his main weapon. And, you know, throwing batarangs and shuriken, but he's also one of three people, uh, as soon as I get, I write small. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of three people who actually knows the leopard blow technique, which it's Lady Shiva, Batman and him. So he, as far as like different things he uses, it's not, a, it's like mainly the bow staff, the batarangs, grappling hook, you know, the smoke pellets. Cause he's, how did they, how, how was it described? He's more of a like, a calculating and cunning fighter rather than, you know, uh, Jason Todd, who's very aggressive. Um, Dick Grayson, who's very physical and and uh, uh, Damien, who is sneaky, he's evasive. But so it's like, this is what Tim brings to the table. And something else, uh, he's, he's even outsmarted, you know, people like Doomsday, beating the KG Beast, you know, using these things that he knows that he may not be able to beat them in a straight physical fight, but using his intelligence and his uh, instinctive abilities, he's able to win these fights. Right. Right, I, I, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a point there for the fact that too. I think out of all of us, Robins. Side note: I think when you look at all four of us, are Robins, Tim Drake probably has the best solo series when it comes to Robin. Yeah, um, Dick Grayson's better with Teen Titans or by himself as Nightwing. Um, Jason Todd, of course, Red Hood. He sucked at it. It's sad when they literally put a poll out there for Jason Todd. Yes, I'm bashing my own character. I'm defending. But Jason Todd, when they put a poll out to see who, if people wanted him to die. And I think there's a rumor that supposedly somebody had it like on auto dial and pretty much called it and put it. Yeah. In the number. <laughs> and oh, then something else I wanted to add was just like Dick Grayson, Tim Drake also led the Titans. Yeah, he became a leader of different groups as well. That's right. true, right? So. I, but I think the other team. I don't. It's sad though when it comes to Tim Drake. I never liked him on the Titans though. I liked him on Young Justice. Yeah, uh, Young Justice to me, I think suited him more because I think you had Superboy, you had Bart Allen, you know, you had a lot of people that could step. You know, these normal kids that don't look i'd like young justice more than i like teen titans i'm sorry i know that's controversial but i always liked him like how i look at dick grayson never being a part of another team other than teen titans is the same way i look at tim drake he to me he works better with young justice than he works with you know the titans i don't know why i feel that way but it's like you know going if you're going to mention teens like 
too. Like my guy is also the outlaws. We have, you know, the challengers. Um, another good one is he's also, of course, a part of the bat incorporated family or also known as he's also part of the heroes for hire dc version not marvel version <laughs> with roy harper and jason todd so and then that's what essentially leads well they had the outlaws too first but that's all not a story but willie did you want to mention any teams before we get to miss sierras uh teen titans all the way <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, I hear all your points, um, but yeah, like you said, Brandon, I think Dick Grayson was probably the best leader when it came to leading the Teen Titans. Right. And it's, it, it is hard seeing him with any other team. And it's like one of those things where even as Nightwing, he does make a huge impact with the Teen Titans team, whether he's leading them or not. Right. So, yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's probably one of his downsuits is that he does work well with the team as long as that team is Teen Titans. Right. He's, I've never really seen him work well with anybody else aside from Batman or the Teen Titans. Like, I think that's because like Dick Grayson is, is like such a big brother figure. Mm-hmm. That it's like he works better with the with like uh, a younger generation people who are like older than him is like not saying that people would look down on him but they're like man I remember when you wore yellow and green right yeah you know I remember <laughs> when Batman taught to you right and I think it's like we said too in our um, top five DC heroes of all time we said it's really sad when you look at all the Robins even including Jason Todd and they're better team players than batman has ever been yeah and it's sad like even jason todd the guy who's ruthless aggression everything don't give a crap he works better with people than he works better on his own damian wayne i think is finally coming from that realm like okay i gotta work with people and you know and to me i really haven't seen him part of anything than titans for a team other than incorporated or the super sons between him and connor kent you know (laughs) Yeah, but I love that series. Sorry, but Sierra, what's no. good to you? Give us some weapons and some skill sets for Mister Damian Wayne. Well, some of his um, his skills is he has exceptional, really good hearing. He is the only Robin to ever be allowed to fight with a hood. Since he's proven he can fight without seeing anyone, he can just listen by how they're moving, which is pretty cool. And um. He's very acrobatic due to train with the assassins. Um, and he also has the same pretty much IQ as his father, Batman. Um, another thing is he's really good with archery, again, being with the assassins. Um, business management from working with his father in um, Wayne Enterprises. Um, driving, I mean, it's not really Everybody can drive. What are you talking about? Like, but I mean, <laughs> like he's an exceptional here, driver he learned, at age 13, you know? No, he learned how to drive when he was five, which, okay, good for you. Um, the pedals. Yeah, he's sitting down there with the pedals with his hands. God. Fog and um, mirrors. 
You really did um. <laughs> Damien, give it some gas, okay? <laughs> Which pedal was that one again? <laughs> the brakes the one that, How do you the know? The one that go vroom vroom. I will will say that that is something that should be noted when it comes to Damien is that like that you said he has an intellect and kind of like wisdom and intelligence at par with Batman and you don't think that's really all that much because pretty much all the other Robins, how they've developed so far, are kind of at the same level now. But Damien is still young. Yeah. So being at that level of intellect at his age shows that he has a lot of room for development. Right. Right. It, it's sad. It, it's like, you know, I know they're coming out with a new series here in a couple of weeks with Robin, Damien, Wayne. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because I'm hoping they do do that. I hope they expand on his character a little bit more than what we've gotten so far. Um, but with continue going back to Miss Sierra, tell us more skills and weapons that you chose. Okay, I only have one more skill, and it's being an investigator. I mean, his father is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> um, but his, um, yeah, his weapons. <laughs> for a small kid oh my gosh um he has a, a katana sword grappling hooks and um the one that is very questionable is brass knuckles with spikes that'll do damage it sounds like a jason todd type thing. <laughs> that's what i was about to say is it not weird that it's like the first and the, the odd numbers are the more peaceful tights that will just take them down. And then the <laughs> even numbers are the ones that are like the most ruthless <laughs> people. Like, oh, this poor kid. Hold on. I, I, I actually do have something here. So that you guys know McFarland came out with a new toy line. Um, look how big that sword is. <laughs> I am not joking you. When I saw that, I was like, holy crap. It was like, what the crap is this? <laughs> like, that's funny. What are you gonna do, Damien? I'm gonna hit him with my sword. <laughs> if you guys if you guys have watched <laughs> if you guys watched Apocalypse War, that's what they do, like how Lex Luthor gives him this whole armory of all these weapons mm-hmm. and it's kryptonite. And Damien just goes for the sword, and, he, and Lex just gives him a look, just like, "Really? Mm-hmm. You have all these weapons, and you're going for a stinking sword? <laughs> all these big guns Get him with a sword? <laughs> like it's sad. Like his action figure, his sword, literally is the size of the Darth Maul sword or lightsaber from <laughs> Star Wars action figures. It's, Sad, <laughs> and Willie's just carrying a sword. <laughs> Hit him with a sword. 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 Okay, so okay, so we've gone through all our skill sets. So it's now time for our famous fight. 
So this is could be any fight between any DC character with your character. Willie, what did you choose for your fight? All right. So the one that I chose is the one that stood out to me the most. It was from the, the Teen Titans series, mm. uh, the TV show. It was his fight against Slade, a.k.a. Deathstroke. That, it's like, it's always been a big controversy between those two in the show. Like, they're always going after each other. But then when they do have their big fight scene near the end, it's one of the most dynamic and, like, brutal fights that you ever see uh, Robin go against. It's pretty, because it's pretty much somebody who was a student to one of the greatest detectives in the world who is amazing fighter, but is like a justice fighter and he'll do everything within the law up against a trained contract killer who is only looking to just kill somebody. So when you see them actually fight against each other, it gets to the point where Dick Grayson is getting overshadowed and he's getting defeated, but he somehow pulls through and like survives this fight. I, I, I can't remember exactly if he won or lost. I'm pretty sure he lost, but he survived. That was a victory in my book because with his skills that he was able to use, he was able to pull out against somebody who was just trying to kill him. I think he won, but I think like Rose came into the picture too. I think he was getting his butt whooped, but Rose um, Wilson or AKA mm -hmm. Slade's daughter. Yeah. Um, came into the picture and fought with alongside Dick Grayson to defeat him. Yeah. So it, it, it's it is one of those things where it's like growing up, that was probably one of the more terrifying fights that I ever, ever seen because yeah. it's a, a grown man going after a child and <laughs> like, a skilled like a skilled child that you've seen is very good at what he does yet he's powerless against this guy right and you see him at the brink of death and like slade is around every corner like no matter what he does he's getting like hit by him it, right. it was one of the most terrifying things that i ever saw because i almost thought that robin was going to die right there I think when it comes so. to Slade or Deathstroke, his main villain is any Robin, period. Yeah. Mostly Dick Grayson. But you really look at it, he's been an enemy of Jason Todd's. He's been an enemy of Tim Drake. And he's sure as hell been an enemy of Mr. Damian Wayne. I think he just hates Robins, period. Because I'll tell yeah. you right now, my fight is between Red Hood and Deathstroke. Uh <laughs> Of course I went with it. I originally was toying with a fight between him and Tim Drake, but I didn't like the fact that he beat up a kid. So I was like, yeah, I ain't the best. Um, <laughs> um, that won't prove his might. But I think agreed. Um, it happened in Deathstroke number 16 um, that came out in 2016. Um it's probably one of the most famous fights of Red Hood because they made a Funko Pop of it too. With those two going after each other is probably one of the coolest ones they have. Um, granted, 
Slade was weakened. He was poisoned or something that is super slow. But it, it kind of put him in the position that Jason Todd was. That these are just two normal humans at peak condition ready to fight against each other. And Jason Todd beat him. Um, never, his job was hired. He was hired to hurt Slade or injured Slade. It wasn't to kill him. It was there to hurt him. And he completed that. He shot him both in the shoulders or he couldn't use it. I believe he sliced his leg with his knife. It just shows you how quick Jason Todd was. Deathstroke still put up a fight, but Jason Todd ended up winning the day. And when cops came, of course, Jason runs. So he's just like, I gotta get out of here. And he takes <laughs> off. But it shows you that even though he might be the less trained, like, as a Robin. Now he grew more in training later on, but I guess a good way to put it is the less trained under Batman Robin, because he only trained under him for six months and he can defeat Deathstroke quicker than Bruce can. In some ways it shows that really the master or the student overseeded the master in that. And it really shows you that even Destro can still beat Batman. But so far, he has never beaten Jason Todd. He has beaten Nightwing before, and I'm not saying that to throw the, the but he has. But Jason, or Dick Grayson's come back and fought him too, and has won. So, to, you know, Damian Wayne is probably the most interesting fights he has. You know, I love the animated movies they have with him and how they fight against each other all the time. Jason Todd, I'm it's begging for a movie. Just him and Destro just fighting it out, climax. <laughs> you know, so okay, so that's my fight. Mr. Darren, what about yours? Uh so mine is um is that this is a phone call. It's yes, it is scam callers. The, uh, the worst enemy of all comic book heroes. Um, stupid spams. <laughs> so the fight that I picked was uh, Tim Drake versus Ra's al Ghul. Hmm. Specifically, uh, well, first just going to put a little highlight here before the end of the fight, he won that. So... <laughs> Mic drops. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That how you but um, it's also the level of uh, of respect that Ra's al Ghul has for Tim Drake. Like, Ra's al Ghul sees Tim as the only true successor to Batman. Right. He's like, you're the only heir. It's like, you're the only one I call detective outside of him. Right. You and know? Then and then uh, there was a fight between Tim and seven other people other people from the League of Assassins are like, oh man, Tim's about to lose. And Roz is like, no, he's not. He's already won. He's not, he, he's not in like any of the other Robins. He's not like Batman. He's already figured out how to win this fight and he's already won, which he did. Right. You know, it's it's not only did he beat Raz al Ghul, he also like, you know, took down some of like League of Assassin systems through his hacking abilities and stuff like that. And, you know, it was one of those things where, where Roz was trying to destroy Bruce's legacy, but Tim stopped it. 
Like, just the fact that, like, again, he's, Tim is not the most domineering figure, you know, when it comes to superhero stature, because, you know, he's only, like, 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, right. You know, like, not like, you know, Nightwing, who's just, like, 5'11", Jason Todd, who's, like, six foot. Um, people aren't scared of Damien because of his stature, but they're just scared of Damien for who he is. Right. Um, but for Tim, it's one of those things where it's like he's he's kind of like that that like sleeping factor because it's just you don't expect it. And when he shows his abilities time and time again through his through the fight, especially like with with Raz Al Ghul, I mean the head honcho, the guy, right. you know, it's it's incredible. Right. He's like the mag- he's like the Michelangelo of the DC universe. Don't sleep on him. You know. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, yep. The last Ronin. Yeah. And sorry if we just spoiled that for a book that came out like four or five months ago. Sorry, you probably already seen it on social media. But read it. My bad. Yep. That means you need to read it more. <laughs> it's great. But I I like the point, like you said, and I and I always like that about or. Um, Raz is uh, it's the fact that he respects Tim and the fact that like he says people don't realize he don't call everybody detective he only calls one person detective and that was always Batman and then when he called Tim detective that was a, a big point of the book because it was like wow he does have respect for him like it really it's, does Tim is the guy he's he's the one who who will inevitably, whenever it happens, right? You know, will become the the next big thing. I think in you know in the Batman fran- in the ba- Batman series, like, will he ever replace Bruce Wayne? No, no one will ever replace but, Bruce Wayne. But that was going to be the next question I had too. Is like you know how he's become Batman Beyond in Terry McGinnis's yeah miss you know absence. Do you like him as Batman Beyond or not really? I thought it was a cool little change. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I like that it's temporary, but, you know, I like Tim Drake better than Terry McGinnis. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I guess the other question I have is like, you know, when we look at the Batman Beyond cartoon, mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't realize that is actually how Batman Beyond became is through the cartoon before the comic came out. Mm-hmm. Do you like the fact that Joker outsmarted him too? Because, he, I think, because Tim Drake is who becomes Joker in the Return of the Joker movie. Right. Spoilers. Yeah, but, uh, for a movie that came out 20 years ago. We're, we're spoiling it now, you know. <laughs> I'm just messing it. Uh, Watch I it. Like it. I like it still because I think that with, with that story... It was just so well done, you know. Right. And it's like if any if it's to show anything, it's showing more of the Joker's cunning, which again, like Joker is top top three greatest cart uh, and uh, comic book villains to ever be created, in my opinion. Like very outstanding, and it just shows more to him. But like, I still think it doesn't take anything away from Tim. Because right. when Tim went against the Joker, it's still like, you know, it's like you said for Damien, it's his youth, you know, and then that overconfidence that you have being told by these people who are higher up than you is like, man, you're going to be great one day. You're already doing this. You're already doing this. It's like, you're going to have that confidence. 
Right. Riddler's better. <laughs> I like yeah. you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I, 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 what was it? That's where I always found it interesting was that like everything was good. And I know we talked about this in the last video. Um, what was it about the DC, um, our DC heroes is that the one thing I hated about that series was the fact that Dick and Bruce like moving on because of the Barbara Gordon. But other than that, like everything else, that's why I always loved that scene with Tim Drake is how he became the Joker. And Mm -hmm. it just really shows you that Joker was not stupid. He was smart. And he, if he can out, I don't know, I hate to say it, it's like if he can outsmart Tim, probably being the second best detective in the world underneath mm-hmm. Bruce, that really should show you something. Like, l- look how powerful Joker is. You know, Joker isn't this, oh, I'm a clown, I'm going to run around. And no, he's a scary individual and he's yeah. smart people. You know, and that's where it doesn't, it doesn't take away from Tim, it just adds to the Joker. Right. You know, because that could it could have been anyone, right? If, if you if you wanted it to be that way, we could have got a weird Joker where it was like you know Barbara Gordon. You know, it could have they could have written that that way. But that's why we got the Batman who laughs now. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah, Miss Sierra, that's my go. Okay, Sierra, who, what famous fight did you choose? I chose one where he learns about the League of Lazarus tournament and he takes on King Snake. King Snake, okay. Mm-hmm. That's an old Robin villain. That was from Tim Drake's comic book, Ron King Snake. Bring the great ones back, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about this fight. Why, why did you choose this fight? Okay, because this is where he he's away from the Teen Titans, he's away from his father, and he wants to prove that he is the best fighter in the universe, pretty much. Um, he doesn't, he has to, pretty much he has to prove to himself and to everyone that he is the best. He wants to be the best. Um, when he hears about this tournament, he doesn't know where it's being held, pretty much. So when he does finally do find it, it's Okay, it's against King Snake. Um, uh, and when he's um, when he's fighting them, that's when he realizes that it's um, Bane's father, which Bane killed Alfred. So it wasn't just a, it was kind of like a switch in his head. It's this is a personal fight now. Um, this you killed or your son killed Alfred, and well, yeah. So it pretty much wasn't just one punch but he did take him down and he did get to go to um he was part of the um league of lazarus okay all right one punch! yeah that's what i was thinking when she said that it was like <laughs> one punch man <laughs> we're saitama in this <laughs> i forgot about that storyline i actually did i I I've totally spaced about that one. That was actually a really. I found it, was it good, interesting. I was like, "What?" She's like, "I'm gonna I like that." She goes, she's gonna be like, "We're going to the comic book store, and we're gonna find all these." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now it comes to the final discussion. This is just gonna be an open discussion. Um, why we feel we'll kind of give our general senses. Each of us will have about 
a minute, maybe two minutes to talk about why their Robin is the best. And we question the rest, you know, pretty much why we don't think that is actually going to happen or we can question why this isn't going to happen. So, Willie, we're going to start with you. Your two minutes start now. Why is Dick Grayson the best Robin or why he will win this fight? I think the main thing is that he seems like the kind of hero that will not only I'm going very slow with this. <laughs> he will not only be a strong and determined hero that will analyze his opponent in the fight and try to figure out his weaknesses and his weak points and all that stuff. But he's one of the few that will use his resources to his advantage. And that main resource is being the team player. Um, he knows how to like work well with a team specifically team Titans, but he knows that if he is in a pinch, he won't go through that fight alone. He will like, uh, he will contact other teammates and try to pull in together and look for a strategy to like united because while he is a very good fighter on his own and he's good at analyzing uh, battles, situations, and whatnot. Um, he knows that the best course of action, if necessary, is teamwork. And he's one, one of those people that will utilize that to his maximum effort if he can. Okay. So, so I guess the main thing I look at it as, too, with Dick Grayson, though, is that and it comes to an all-out battle, I guess is a good way to look at it is like a Cobra Kai sense. Would he show mercy or would he not? Yeah. He would definitely show mercy because he that's one of the things that he took from Batman the most is that even if you're fighting against the baddest of the bad, the worst people, that doesn't mean anybody just deserves to go down for it you know they don't deserve to die for it they just need to answer for their crimes so i guess then a good question then is for somebody like my character jason todd or sierra's character damien in some ways not nowadays because dick and her have a good or dick and damien sorry have a good relationship but okay somebody against me showing mercy might lead to him being killed How would that fare up? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> I stumped you on that one, huh? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Um I feel like so so do you guys have siblings? Yep. No. Are you the oldest? <laughs> I am the youngest of four. Youngest of four? So we all know of the older brother type, right? I feel like uh, Dick Grayson would do that to Jason Todd. You know, it's like, I'm not, you, it's, I feel like uh, Nightwing would be like, you may have more power than me, but you will not beat me as rank as the older brother. I feel like he would do something to 
subdue Jason Todd because I feel like with their relationship, it's always like it kind of felt like Nightwing was a step ahead of Jason Todd in most moments. Not all, but I will say most. So I feel like there's there's more of an opportunity that uh, he would be able to subdue Jason than Jason to kill Nightwing because it would be the same way. I don't think I don't think any of them would kill each other. I, I I'll even admit that maybe Damien. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes no, no. I'm just messing. Nobody love Damien, but <laughs> but but like I think when it's it just comes, convenient that Damien can't beat the others. But I guess more I'm talking. <laughs> but, but I think I think where I was coming. I think where I was coming from is with like when Jason came back. When he first came back, where he did not care. I mean, yeah. he was pretty much he's pissed off with Batman, pissed off with that. I don't think that would come into play nowadays. Yes, it would. But like in the case, like when he first just came back and did not care about Bruce, he was after Bruce just as much as he was after anybody else. How would that come into play with showing mercy? Because to me, that could again, he, he we've already seen he'd be willing to stab tim in comics yeah he's knocked out catwoman on top of that he's kidnapped tim drake and beaten lee brutal sorry i'm not dissing your guy yet, but it just shows you what my main point is and he has beaten dick grayson in mm-hmm. fights before mm-hmm. crying out loud when he left as red hood he actually went to new york and was a murderous nightwing he killed yeah. in the name, but it's sad because people said they preferred that Nightwing more than what they were originally seeing. The question is, in it's, that case, how would that fare up? I guess I can say that I see your point when it comes to that. Um, I feel, though, like after he felt, after he had his big loss and he felt his betrayal and then he turned around and tried to he went on his killing spree because he felt that was his like it was a better option to just get rid of them he went off on his own he went to do everything as solo and never worried about team if he would have gotten back and tried to participate with the team and be a team player maybe Maybe he wouldn't have been become a killer, but he probably wouldn't have to worry as much about those situations. Because even back when he was still Robin under Batman, he was still kind of a loner and he just ch- did everything his own way. Right. And that ultimately led to his downfall. Right. I'll, I'll agree so, with you there. Yeah. I, I will agree with you on that. Because I that's what I was trying to get across. Like, yeah, nowadays in the comics, they don't mind each other they they yeah. deal with each other when they have to and that's it but when he first came back he didn't give a crap you were working with batman he would take you out too and we've uh-huh. already seen it with tim drake how he did it in hush how the jason todd body kidnapped him i just want to put out there that that was also when he was just robin he didn't make it to red Wing, uh red robin yet right yeah agreed and then like he and and just like he really it, that really just showed that this is not the same jason todd coming back 
this is a Jason Todd who's very vengeful. So that's why I was trying to get to you there because I know Nightwing has respect for Jason Todd. But the question is, how would that fare up if he showed mercy and Jason just didn't care and Jason shot him? Well, would he be able to fight back at that point? That's another good question. That's where I feel like, I think, I think it's like, I think all of us, all the Robins are like that, where you think we're out of fights, just like how Darren mentioned with the race, the, the Raz Al Ghul fight and how, you know, yeah, you might think he's defeated. He's not though. He's already won. And each Robin has a different thing where mine's more ruthless and he just isn't a person just to give up. He continues fighting. doesn't matter if his life's at risk or anything, he'll still fight. You know, Sierra's more the more tactical one where he they were trained by the assassins. It, and so is Tim Drake. And, you know, I think with Nightwing, he's more cocky, I guess is a good way to put it. If you sketch my drift a little bit, he's a little cocky. So that's where I think that vibe might come off wrong. And that's where I feel like he might think he's out, but he's really not. That's where I think the fight would go. And so I see that. And I say, if you guys have anything else to put in on that, because that's why I was questioning. I was like, okay, let me ask that. Because you're going up against a ruthless killer, my guy. Tim respects Dick too, but still, that's why I was trying to see if you had questions where you think like um I feel like with with Tim and and dick fighting uh especially since like you know it's it's similar to like uh dick and uh damien how it's like he that little brother relationship but it's like when they do go all out and i'm saying like you know like matured red robin versus like you know like nightwing and stuff like that i don't think that nightwing would be able to do enough to stop Tim only off the only off the idea of you know one of the reasons that uh Dick Grayson wasn't a better Robin is because uh with Batman and and Dick's relationship like Dick didn't want to run things by fear he didn't want to try to do things in the way of like trying to conquer someone's psyche like that but Tim will Tim will do that just like Batman would. And I feel like Tim is willing to go to a point with Dick Grayson that Dick Grayson won't go with Tim or he won't be able to go with Tim. Right. I'll agree with you on that. What was it? What about you, Sierra? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, what what how do you feel like when it comes to Damien Dick fight? That didn't sound right. Damien and Dick <laughs> fight. How would how why do is you... everyone fighting Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the biggest? Sorry, this is not becoming a family mature event, but we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> um but why do you feel Damien would beat Dick Grayson? He's the smallest, very stealthiest. 
and he's not like Batman. He will take you out. He'd be Sorry, the guy. So you're so you're pretty much telling us that he's like the little kid from Major Pain, where they're all jousting. He's the guy that crawls. <laughs> he's the one at your ankles. Tag. I'll let you go. He'll be the little kid at your ankles with the toothpick. No, that's what's its face. That's um, that is museum. <laughs> oh yeah wow <laughs> I museum too, the, the, the little toy sword into the gangster shoes i don't <laughs> i don't think damien has a dog in this fight i'm gonna be honest with you i no. don't see damien damien like i feel like he because because damien and tim have fought before fought right. multiple times and the so first time that they fought, Damien did win, but it was because Tim already had him beat and was being a cordial fighter. It was like, all right, what's going on here? And then Damien sucker punched him. Right. After that, him and Tim fought again and Tim washed him. Right. So that's why I'm like, I feel like with that, with with Tim and, and Dick, it's like you're you're gonna be fighting their their kindness for Damien. Right. If we're if it's gonna be like you know all out death fight, bloody knuckles and stuff like that, your closest opponent, I feel like that you that Damien could possibly be would be Red Hood. I I can see Damien beating Jason Todd. I I when it comes um, to he's got the brass knuckles with the spikes. Yeah, that's scary. I got two <laughs> guns and a taser. What do you got? <laughs> A long you sword see? that will stand between. Okay, but okay. By but let's put it this way: he's and no Deadpool. Book. He's no Deadpool. He cannot cut a bullet in half. No. He's never been known. But to he's cut a very stealthy, and he will probably hear it coming. Watch, he's gonna pull out a lightsaber and go, "Okay, trying to finish on now." Remember, when it comes to a fight between Damien and Jason. I think where Damien's fault would be is that Bruce not so much corrupted him that way, but he adopted his moral code. He will not kill because he's trying to be better than the League of Assassins. Yeah. And I think when it comes to Jason, there's no moral code. He will kill if he has to. I, I would debate that because doesn't he use rubber bullets now? Yes, in some continuities, yes. Now as him as the outlaw, yes, he does. But because he's trying to prove that he did not kill somebody that supposedly they did. Remember, there was rumors that he killed the penguin, and then they come to find out penguin's never dead. So yes, he does. But like at the time when he first came back, he used normal bullets. He didn't have yep. no problem with it. So that's where, when it comes to Jason Todd, I look at it as he's very ruthless. He does not care. He will do what he has to do to get the job done. Something else I look at him for is he's very <laughs> manipulative. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. He's very manipulative. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, he's very manipulative. Crying out loud, he got most of the gangs underneath him and took yeah. down Black Mass in the process. Plus, also made those people deteriorate <laughs> too. No, Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. I got it the first time. Wash <laughs> your face, you know. <laughs> but what's you know a good way to look at it is too. 
is he's not so much manipulative there, but he loves to play head games. And he does that with Batman a lot, especially when he first comes back. Like uh-huh. I said, not trying to beat a dead horse here, but he does kidnap Tim Drake. And he pretty, yeah, granted, you find out it's Clayface, but you find out later on he actually had something to do with it. It wasn't just Clayface playing with him. No, Jason Todd had something to do with it. Yeah. He played Batman big time. And then you come to find out all the other head games he's playing with Batman. That's where I feel like that's his biggest strength is because he can manipulate. He manipulated Dick Grayson or the people thinking he's now a murderous Nightwing. You really look at it that way. My my debate for that would be, yes, he played uh, head games with Batman, but he only played head games with Batman then because it was so new. It was so fresh. Right. So it, it happened. It happened once. And, you know, it's like it's kind of like that. Uh, that saying, you know, every dog has its day. Right. So it's just like, but can he do that today again? No, he can't. I, I would debate that because I think he can. It's just depending on the situation. I do think he can do it. And I think he will do it again. Matter of the fact that... Brandon, you have ghosts. Ooh. You have ghosts. Somebody opened your door. Yeah, it's my dog. Sorry about that. <laughs> my dog eats. Uh trying to close my door so they keep on coming in here um sorry about that everybody um i love my dogs but yeah they they keep on coming in here a lot um i don't i think he could do it i think he still can still be a manipulative person and i think it's not so much to the heroes i think he could do it more to villains you know and and so those skills have never went away but he just doesn't use them on the same people he once did it to. Right. You know, but if it came to this fight, do I think he could? Yeah, I couldn't think he could. And I don't think he would do it to Dick. And I don't think he'd do it to Tim Drake, even though he's known to beat up Tim Drake a lot. I think he'd do it to Damien. (laughs) Damien being the only other killer. Damien has the weaker psyche out of the rest of us. Yeah. Because, you know, it's Damien's also trying to prove that he's not, you know, like his mother and the rest of the League of Assassins. Right. Would it be easy? No. But would it be easier than trying to get like Dick or Tim? Right. No. Right. It, it would I, be easier to go after Damien. Right. But and would I, it work? 50 50. Right. I think he could for a while and then he would come to realization like, hold up, something's not right here. Dick, he wouldn't because Dick knows his head games and Tim's mm-hmm. too smart. But I think yeah. if he went after Damien, I think Damien agreed is the weakest psyche. We're really bashing on Damien. Sierra hasn't even chimed in yet. She goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about this like all week i was just like all right what order am i attacking <laughs> <laughs> uh, you decided to attack mine <laughs> Dan, the order was damien jason and then those Dar- that's the darren darren sitting there going you know what i'm the real son of batman i got the same traits as he does screw <laughs> damien Wayne. i mean yeah damien he may not be the greatest he is the smallest 
Well, I mean, you go to the small factor. He's the smallest. But I mean, hey, okay, does not matter. Because. Wow, this has really gone dirty. <laughs> not like that. I was... Size only matters when it involves. <laughs> I am glad it went out. <laughs> it paused right there, right with you. <laughs> you know what I was going to say. That was great. That was good. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Sierra, no. you got to get off the smallness side because even though Damien is small, but he is mighty. It doesn't matter. It's he uses his mind. I mean, look at who his father is, and like, look at who his father is married to, Catwoman. So, well, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not married to Catwoman. They almost did it. Yeah, they and, almost did, and then Catwoman left. And a random side note, uh, just complete segue. I wish that. Mask of Phantasm and Batman. I want that. I would prefer that over Selena. I'm sorry. Yes! I, that movie was great. Air 5 she's right such there. a I am great an character right there. that they completely left out forever. And then she comes I, back in Batman Beyond. But then, but she's it. now making a comic book appearance in the Batman Catwoman series. Yeah. I love that series. I think that was perfect for what she was coming back to do. And I think Again, Phantasm is not so much a villain, but it's like a, another Selena Kyle coming in. It's another what if, you know, situation. Yeah. And I think she's begging to ask for more too. I tell you, the animated series really gave us a lot of good characters. It was amazing. God. What was it? They gave us Harley. They gave us a new origin on Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Renee Montoya, wasn't she introduced? Yeah. In that show? Where she came more popular in the show. Um, Bullock was before. I, I think they made him more popular in the show, but I think Bullock was before the show. I can't remember. Hmm. Also, another side note, Jason Todd wasn't in the animated series, but Tim Drake hey, was. That's actually <laughs> now changed. I hope you realize that now. <laughs> have you been reading the Batman Adventures Continues? Yeah, I have. I have. <laughs> It's now coming into play that Jason Todd actually is part of the universe, and he so is prior to twenty nineteen. So t- prior to twenty twenty, he was not a part. Of it. <laughs> it's happening twenty twenty. <laughs> happening. I wanted to be a new series coming back out, and we're putting Jason Todd in it. Side note too: Deathstroke was never part of it, and that's what freaked me out even more. How the heck did they not have Deathstroke in that series? And now he comes back, and it's just like, hey, you know what? Jason Todd is it. <laughs> Granted, I told you already. When he comes to Robins, Jason Todd was a terrible Rob. He was. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about their newest personas. And he has come back as Red Hood and is dominating. I got it. Yeah. And speaking of that, I think – because everybody is older and everybody has their own personas to come to the defense of Damian Wayne. I think that considering where he's at, at his age, that's where the most impressive thing is because he's still very young and he shows a great potential. Uh, No doubt within a couple of years, as he gets older and starts to build into his own, I have a feeling it's coming to the defense of him because I feel like no, he, once he 
once he reaches like adulthood. Uh, yeah, once he reaches adulthood and gets to the level that the other other Robins are at. I think that yeah. at that point, it might get to the point where he might start to overshadow some of the others. Right. He, he has to be given a chance to grow because that's that's the double-edged sword with him is that he's the newest. Yeah. So he doesn't have as much of a catalog. But one thing that, like, you know, instantly I can say about Damian Wayne is, like, I love his backstory. Right. Uh, I love the tenacity he brings. Uh, he also has the coolest Robin suit to ever be made. Yeah. Ever. Right. I, like, I love the hood. The hood, the hood is like his super hearing and everything like that. And they're all still human. Like no one in the back bat family sucks. That's all I'm gonna say. Like yeah, that's true. I, I it's sad because the way that the way they were, it's like the costumes go backwards. Like Damien has the coolest one. Then I probably would say Tim Drake does because I know in the Batman Under the Red Hood series or movie, I believe Jason Todd does wear the one Tim Drake does most of the time. If I'm not mistaken, he does wear it in the movie, not in the comics, because the comics he pretty much wears the same one Dick did. Yeah. But in the movie, he uses the one Tim Drake does, and I do like that costume. It's different. Um, the long sleeve, only red, black, and yellow instead of the red, green, and yellow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And Damien's is just amazing because all the colors just mix well with it. And it's just amazing how they do it. The and the hood just makes them more stealthy. Yeah. I, I like that. It's like we're making a case for Sierra and Sierra's just like, <laughs> you guys keep on going. Make him. Oh, no. I, I still think Damien loses, but it's, it's because <laughs> of I don't I don't want that to be misconstrued. Uh, I But again, it's like, I agree uh, with Willie that Damien loses off the sheer fact of the inexperience. Right. There's just, there's just not enough to compete yet. Do I think like, if you take it back to like when Dick first started, when Tim first started, when Jason first started, if you're putting in like that timeline, then yeah, Damien's a competitor. Like Damien is a very strong competitor, which right. speaks to where he could be in the future. Right. Yeah. But right now in this fight, no. Well, I do have to agree. Like, yes, it is my Robin, but I do have to agree that he may not win, but I know he will fight and yeah. not stop. He will continue <laughs> to fight to the end. Win or lose, he will give it his all. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you I agree. I agree with you there. Like I think all four Robins have different skill sets they bring to the table when it comes to a fight. Now, when it comes, though, to, like, if it's a killing battle, it, it really could go, unfortunately, it looks like it'd be Damien and Jason, because we would kill. Yeah. Dick, I don't think, has ever killed in the comics. And I don't think Tim... I don't think so. I'm not sure if Tim has ever killed. That's what I said. I don't think he has, but I can't, don't take my word on that, so... He probably hasn't, but he probably would. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't think he would, because he he still follows the code of Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, so does Dick as well. Has Dick killed someone before? I don't, I don't think, think so. Dick has. Yeah. Oh, well, it can be argued. I think with Red X persona. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
He, I, have to I read don't know a lot more into it to there. make sure, but I don't think so. I'm not sure if he's done that with the Red X persona, but I think he's <laughs> done it elsewhere. But, but yeah. I think I think uh, Damien, to your to your uh, to Damien's credit, I feel like Damien would tire Jason out. I don't know. I don't know why I see it this way, but I I see if this was like you know this this grand grandiose battle in a set uh, area. I feel like Jason and Damien would be head to head to each other first, only because I feel like Damien would be like, "Let me get rid of the powerhouse so I could just focus my my uh, intelligence to the other two. And I don't see Jason running from a fight. So I feel like they would f- be fighting each other first and Damien would get some good hits in and tire Jason out. Right. But I think and it, I, yeah. when I look at it though, too, it's that whole thing. It's like you said, Jason won't back down. Jason is not a quitter. He will yeah. fight even if it means his life is at risk as well. He will kill. He will have no hesitation. I don't like, I think the only person he would have a hesitation with in doing it is Dick. That is the only person I feel like he might have a hesitation in doing it to. But granted, if we're talking when he first came back, oh, hell, hell yeah, he would kill him. He wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking Tim Drake, we've already seen what he can do to Tim Drake. He's kidnapped, tortured, beat the crap out of him, you know. Tim Drake before Red Robin. <laughs> I'm going to keep adding this stipulation here. Before he became the, the amazing Well, did Jason Todd become Red Robin yeah. too? Huh? Jason Todd has become Red Robin. Yeah, yeah I mean, but before, before so Dick Tim Grayson Drake became too. Red Robin. But <laughs> like, Dick Grayson yeah. was too. He was in, in what's-its-face, um, Kingdom Come. That's Dick but Grayson. also, Tim Drake was also Batman. So was Dick Grayson. So was Jason Todd. But he was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Bat- Jason Todd Batman became the murderous Batman and, and Dick Grayson I mean, again, was the person so, lost. So remember, Batman explained why Tim is going to be great for this. Right. You know, he, he was like, you know, uh, he was like Dick saw this as like a thrill. That's why he got bored of it. Yes. Jason saw it as a, uh, I couldn't remember. Like what anger management or something like, like that. It was yeah, and he was like, anger. that's why he was reckless and it led to his death. But he saw that Tim really wants this. Right. He really wants this whole thing. And that's why Tim is going to be great. Dick saying like, you know, he's a better Robin than he ever was. He's probably the best Robin. And right. he's going to be a better Batman. Right. So just from the accolades that he's getting from his, his, uh, uh, his peers, his, his, his brothers, you know, it's, it's saying something that like, you know, if he lost this fight today, he wouldn't lose this fight tomorrow. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like you said, like Tim is, that's why I'm like, Tim's winning this. There's, there's no, there's just no, there's nothing I can see. I have a feeling like with all the information that with all the information that's been talked about in this uh, video, I kind of have a breakdown of how it would all go down. If, like these guys did fight together i have a feeling that it would be dick grayson tim drake and damian wayne that would at the beginning of the fight would team up because 
they have a connection, they would try to get rid of Jason Todd and uh, incapacitate <laughs> him first. And then the after that, it would be Damian Wayne that would get taken out because he's the least experienced. And then it would be up against Dick Grayson and Tim Drake. And I think after all of it, I think Tim Drake would probably be able to outsmart him and outskill him just by a little bit. I, yes. I have a feeling if you broke down and actually saw them fight, that's how it would play out. That's yeah, I I completely agree. Like it's I and it's like and it's again, it's nothing nothing against Red Hood or Dame or Damien. Like I've drawn Damien, I've drawn Red Hood more than I've drawn any other Robin. Take that back. No, that is that is not correct. That is <laughs> I've drawn Red Hood more than the Robins that are here. My favorite Robin is Carrie Kelly. But yes. Outside of her, yeah, I've drawn him the most. And it's like, I think he's really cool, but I also think, you know, with him coming back, he's he's still like, I, I just don't see him there with, with being able to beat Nightwing and Tim on the field at the same time. I and think, they're smart enough to team up. I think, and same with Damien. I, I, just, I just don't see it. I just don't see Red Hood winning this. Even though, of course, I would love to sit here and say Red Hood would win. I actually think Damien would be the first one out again because of the manipulation. He can play with him a little bit. Um, I think he would give a fight to Tim, but I think end up being Dick Grayson comes in and saves him a little bit. And then it come down to Tim and Dick. When it comes to now, if it was a killing match, like we said, of course it would pretty much come down to Jason yeah, but since this is an all-out brawl, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I would love to sit here and say Damien would because Damien is probably the most trained, not so much under Batman, but under a different organization. But even then, I can't even say that. I think it would end up being either – I think it would be – I hate to say it. I probably would say Tim, Tim. because Tim has proven that he can fight. Now, granted, is he my favorite? Right. My favorite Robin, of course, is Dick. Dick Grayson is probably my favorite Robin. And Tim Drake is a second close. I will not put Jason in my Robin list. Like, I like Karen Kelk, too. I, I, and it's sad because we could not include... I didn't feel there was enough information to put, and especially against these main four Robins, yeah, no. there's no way. No. She'd be like the Perry first Kelly one out. Got washed. We'd be uh, like, we'd be like, Jason Todd, what weapon did you? Oh, I brought a gun. You know, Dick Grayson, what did you bring? I got staff and a bow. Tim Drake, what did you do? Oh, I did this. Damien, oh, I got a big old sword. What do you got, Karen? A slingshot. <laughs> See, but she, she, she gets, she gets trained and she gets beefed up in the rest of the Frank Miller. Like, yeah, you have a, a Dark Knight Golden Sun that came out. I want to say right. last year, the year before, where she's yeah. actually like Batman, Batwoman now, and it's yeah. like it's kind of tight. She's like, I got a tank, you know. <laughs> Pretty much, she's got a tank. <laughs> I'm dystopian Batwoman. Yeah, fear my weapons. The, the only other Rob, I know there's been a couple other ones, but like the only other like main one was Stephanie Brown or Spoiler. But Spoiler, what only lasted like she's three not weeks? Anything. Yeah, she only lasted like three weeks, and then she died. Like, nobody liked her. It was just like, just go. Like, just stay a spoiler. We weren't asking you to be Robin. Just stay and then a she spoiler. Became Bat then she became Batgirl. 
I don't like that. I didn't like that trait. I did not like that. I Stephanie Brown is not one of my favorite characters. I hate to say it. I know that's Tim, and it's sad because she's the girlfriend of Tim Drake. She is the girlfriend of Tim Drake. That is <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we're gonna talk about woman, Damien hasn't went to that level yet. Dick probably would win that fight. He's got Starfire, he's got Barbara Gordon, he's got <laughs> you know. Well, depending well, on know. what 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 series you're talking about, Bruce Wayne also had Barbara Gordon. We don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that series. That was garbage. Throw names out. Stinking Bruce Tam and his Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne relationship. That was such a weird. I <laughs> hated that. I don't know I why, but I just. I, it's like I remember saying in our D, our talk on a complete DC side Heroes, note. I'm just like <laughs> just. Just lining up all the, uh, lining up all the Batman characters and the Robins, like in a line. For some reason, going down the line, I'm thinking of that scene from Liar Liar where he's going, "Loser, idiot, indegenerate." <laughs> <laughs> but like, even with that, like I remember, I I know when we talked about in the DC top five heroes, I have Nightwing as number two. And we didn't include anti-heroes, so I couldn't put Jason Todd in it, things like that. But I think that's what almost made me not put him on my list is because I felt like that series alone made me lose all my respect for that, for him and Bruce departing. Because I felt like it was better when he went off on his own so he wasn't following the footsteps of Bruce. Yeah. It's like he says, you really look at it. He's the one that, sees the path bruce is on but he's not allowing the darkness to take over him yeah bruce has allowed that but when they did that in the series like oh well bruce had a relationship with barbara i was just i'm done <laughs> i'm done I, I don't even want to talk about that anymore and then when they finalized in the killing joke movie that pretty much set that part movie like nope i'm done i almost turned that movie off right there I was like, See, that whole point is like, I'm, I'm such a Batman fan that like when, even when I read the killing joke and I got to like those pages, I was just like, I mean, let's just see where it goes. I mean, like, what is this? Let's just get to the end. Right. Like and the then killing I joke, read this <laughs> right. The killing joke comic is amazing. Yeah. But when it's like, you know how I always say, like, I know Willie's heard this about me too. When it comes to Star Wars episode two, side note. I don't watch like the first hour and a half. I go straight to Geonosis and just let them like all the battle. Cause I was like, that's how I tell friends, like you really want to learn what just happened. Pretty much just go to that scene. You're pretty much fine. You'll get it. You'll understand it. Like it's sad because that movie's so boring. That's how I feel with the killing joke. Like you can't, to me, you could skip the first 20, 30 minutes of that movie and get straight to the point. I think that, and there's so much from that comic you could have pulled that I just feel like, why did you even need to put that? Missed the mark. Yeah. And and I remember they did an interview with Bruce Tim, and that's why he said, like, that was something he always liked. Well, it's like, you might like it, but the fans don't. <laughs> the fans hate it. Don't do that. Because <laughs> I feel like it took the story away from Dick and Bruce. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually have nothing to add to that statement, but yeah, 
even with like you know like jason like we go back to the girlfriends like jason todd we got talia yeah talia al ghoul we just like screw you bruce we're going to your ex like <laughs> but and starfire in some ways starfire well they fooled around more but they, they tim's got stephanie brown wasn't he with like a wonder girl for a while or not Tonic yeah Corey. he he got with well so so he got with wonder girl because they had mutual feelings of remorse since superboy mm-hmm. uh disappeared because her and superboy had like a weird thing going on so then they kind of got together as like ah oh, we both know him you're cool weird rebound thing (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so it's like it's it happened but it's money i don't i don't like it yeah i don't i don't (laughs) and then damien i think the only relationship i've ever liked with damien and i know it's more in the movies again it's not the comics is damien and raven yeah I, I like actually it. don't mind that. I, I know a lot of fans are like, no, it's like Willie. Baby Ray all the way. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why I actually like Damien and Raven more than I like Beast Boy and Raven. I don't know how to explain it. I won't say more. I'll say that rendition of Beast Boy and Raven. Yes, I definitely 100% agree uh no problems but beast boy and raven as like a pair in general i just like them so much better but but i i think where i both have like a tragic upbringing but they handled it in both different ways and they turned into opposites like that and that's where they can really attract because they have a common thing but they're two different like two different ways of handling it so if you mesh them together they can kind of work off each other in that way but yeah. i think with that too like i think where i didn't like it is that beast boy like tara as well so that's where i guess the argument can come into play like damien has never really had a relationship with anybody mm-hmm. so that's why i think i was kind of rooting for them a little bit and then of course at apocalypse or you know oh flash has got to go change reality again and right when they kiss bam oh here's reality's changed and i'm like I'm done. Like I'm just like Flash. You ruin it every time. Flashpoint. (laughs) Hey, Flashpoint was a good story. That I will admit was a great story. Like, come on, Superman's trapped into a government. Oh, I love that. You know, Bruce died the night instead of his parents and his. And I love Thomas and Martha Wayne. I love Martha Wayne as Joker. I love the design. I think it's really cool. But I think, too, it also shows that if Bruce, it's like Sierra, I know you mentioned it when we talked about Batman as our number ones for that list for the DC heroes. You know, you really look at it or, you know, he could have really grew that anger, grew that confusion into something worse. And then that's when I mentioned, too, that that really could have been him, too. Joker is his biggest adversary because of Mm -hmm. that reason. He, that's who he could have became if he went down a crazier path. That's why I think I like the Joker movie too, because it really shows that end of it, that, you know, that this is what he really could have became instead of, you know, he became Batman. Just one bad day. Yep. That's, that was probably one of my favorite quotes. It's probably one of my favorite quotes in all comics. 
all it takes is one bad day one bad day that's all it takes and i love that scene i love i love the fact that he tortures jim gordon of all people that's the weirdest part and i know that's weird to say it but it's like i felt like jim gordon before that was just kind of like a side character nobody cared about kind of thing and then when you have the killing joke and he's the main target for joker he attacks barbara shoots her paralyzes her puts him in a situation where he's seeing all these pictures that look like he raped barbara after he shot her it, it really shows you he was trying to turn gordon from being such a good person into a, such a bad person and showing him and i love the love the whole yeah. origin of him too and how he became bad as well but on the other hand what was it that is our podcast for the day um darren why don't you tell everybody where you, they can see your 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 art where they can find you at uh you can find me on instagram the dot soto you can find me on facebook uh the underscore soto and you can find me at my website orange tea studios awesome and you can also follow us at comic talkers we also have we can also find our podcast on anchor spotify apple podcasts youtube and google podcasts so without further ado thank you darren so much for joining our podcast for the day thanks uh, for having me and to close things out my name is brandon i'm william i'm sierra and thank you for listening to our podcast